Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series exploring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, helping you set meaningful goals in 2023. Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series, featuring the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. In this episode, Ben and I will be discussing goal number 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. As the United Nations states, promote peaceful and inclusive societies for sustainable development, provide access to justice for all, and build effective, accountable, and inclusive institutions at all levels. In this episode, we are going to be focusing on target 16.7, ensure responsive, inclusive, participatory, and representative decision-making at all levels. In summary, we're going to be talking about justice and democracy. Absolutely. And according to the United Nations, corruption is found in every region of the globe, with almost one in every six businesses having received bribe requests from public officials. And demands for global peace have grown louder as the world is witnessing the largest number of violent conflicts since 1946, with a quarter of the global population living in conflict-affected countries. In this episode, we're going to share how B Corps, alongside their nonprofit partners, are working to strengthen our democracy and advocate for a safer, more just future for us all. To get us started, we're revisiting our conversation with Ben Cohen, the co-founder of Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream from episode 20, released in May of 2021. Here's Ben laying out what to do when you face moments of injustice. I think when you're confronted by situations of injustice, you have, there's three reactions. You can either ignore it, you can complain about it, or you can do something about it. and I feel better doing something about it. You know, you just got to stand up for what you believe in. What Ben and Jerry's does is we, we stand up for justice. It's a kind of a basic American value, fairness, equality, justice. You know, the reality is that Ben and Jerry's has about 50% of the super premium ice cream market. In terms of the ice cream market in general, super premium ice cream is only about So we only need to survive a very, very small segment of consumers. And that's the same for any business, really. The norm used to be that businesses felt like it was harmful for their business to, to take a stand. Business is just another member of our society. It happens to be a very, very powerful member of our society. And as such, it needs to take a stand for the common good. If you have the most powerful element of society that says, I'm not going to take a stand for the common good, I'm not going to care about the common good, your society is going to fall apart. When Ben and Jerry's takes a, a stand on social issues. People people resonate with that 
and you end up forming a bond with your customer. That's really the deepest bond you can ever make. It's it's based on shared values. The experience of Ben and Jerry's has been that, you know, it, it was never about selling ice cream, taking these stands. But the reality is that we keep on taking more and more and stronger stands and we keep on selling more and more ice cream. We know what you're thinking. Of course, Ben and Jerry's can take a big stand. It's what they do. It's in their blood, in every part of who they are. But what about for businesses that haven't taken a stand before and are feeling a little nervous about it? We asked Ben that very question. What advice would you give to a business that is worried about alienating their customers? So I wouldn't worry about it. I I, I mean, you know, you just got to know it goes with the territory. Sure, some people are going to be against what you're doing and they're going to be loud about not liking what you're doing. You know, if if nobody was going to object, there'd be no need to take the stand in the first place. That's a great point. If nobody was going to object, there'd be no need to take the stand in the first place. That is so very true. Another known brand that does a lot of work in this space is Patagonia. This past fall of 2022, we had Rebecca Goodstein, the Director of Environmental Programs of North America for Patagonia, on the show to talk about get-out-the-vote activities. Here is Rebecca explaining Patagonia's business-to-business program designed to help increase voter turnout called the Make Time to Vote campaign. So Make Time to Vote is business-to-business initiative that Patagonia started, I think, in 2018 or 2019 to try to encourage other businesses to give their employees either the day off to vote or make some sort of accommodation to lower the barrier of entry as much as possible. And we have very small businesses like um, Greater Good Strategy, who's a member. And then we have Levi's and PayPal, who are members too. And we're just asking them for a commitment to go onto the website, make time to vote, and just let us know how they're going to help their employees vote on election day. And Patagonia is very fortunate because we have election day off. So we can go vote, we can volunteer, we can engage however we need to. Something we do at Deergo is encourage folks to vote early. And we give everyone two hours of PTO for voting. And during presidential general elections, we close the office and give our team the day off. This past year, we also had a get out the vote letter writing party in partnership with the nonprofit Vote Forward at our office, sponsored by Allagash Brewing and Maine Beer Co. We wrote 160 letters to register voters to encourage them to turn out the vote at that event. And speaking of voting early, when we had Rebecca on this past fall, she was joined by one of Patagonia's democracy nonprofit partnerships with Vote Early Days project director, Bryce Bennett. Here's Bryce explaining what Vote Early Day is and ways you can get involved in future elections. Vote Early Day was founded in 2020 by uh, folks at MTV and Patagonia and Students Burn Students Vote Coalition and, and so many other amazing organizations that came together to ensure that we could build a holiday built in the frame of other successful groups like National Voter Registration Day to take that momentum once people were registered to actually get them to turn out to vote. And then I'm sure the question that many people are asking is the one that I get all the time of, you know, well, why vote early? Why not just vote on Election Day? Why does that matter? 
And it's because we had seen over and over the challenges that people face when they wait until election day, when they wait until the last minutes of election day to cast their ballots, you know, whether that is, you know, long lines, busy schedules, last minute problems, you know, voter disinformation, confusing election laws. I could go on and on and on about the things that if you vote early and you run into, you can probably get over it either the next day or the day before you get the information you need or you get the right ID to make sure that you're able to vote. But it's often the thing that could stop people from sharing their voice if they wait all the way until Election Day. So we've built this day of celebration and activation to make sure that people have a unifying moment to come together, to share information with people in a nonpartisan way about their options to vote early. Uh, And it's been incredibly exciting to see so many partners from every single state across the country uh, organize on this day to make sure that the people in their communities have this information and have a a fun way of engaging uh, with their democracy. We know as businesses, you all have a lot on your plate. And Vote Early Day gets that too. That's why it's so important to find ways to engage that is meaningful to you and your business. No act is too big or too small, but it is important to find an authentic way to support. We fully understand that you know, when you're trying to run a big national business or you're just a mom and pop shop on the corner, you know, trying to add one more thing on top of everything else that you're already doing can sometimes like feel like a big ask. So we think a lot about, you know, how can we make sure that this is an event that adds value to the work that they're already doing, you know, adds something that is going to be exciting for their customers to engage with. And, you know, over and over again, we have a chance to connect with people one-on-one to hear about how we can use their current model and things that they do best to really lean into their celebrations. So you know, just a, a few examples, you know, the folks at Patagonia have a bunch of amazing stores all over the country and on Vote Early Day, every single one of them is going to be a Vote Early Day party site. You look at groups like uh, Lime, who does scooters and Lyft, who does rides, who are offering free rides and discounted rides for people to go to the polls to vote early. On that day, you know, we've got chocolate companies like Tony Chocoloni, who's like putting together custom vote early day uh, wrapped chocolates to share with folks all over the, the country to make sure that people have information and are, are getting some of those reminders to vote early in their race. So, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on with an amazing list of all the different things that our partners are doing. But I think the powerful thing for us is that each one of these businesses is doing what makes the most sense for them and what they do best. Taking Patagonia as an example, you don't have to be alone in this work. There are a lot of organizations to partner with or look to for guidance and resources. B-Lab is one of those organizations you can look to for support. B-Lab, the nonprofit that created, curates, and verifies certification for B Corps, has a whole host of resources for those looking to strengthen our democracy and use business as a force for good. This past fall of 2022, we had B-Lab U.S. and Canada's CEO, Jorge Fontanez, on the show. Here is Jorge sharing a bit about what B-Lab is working on in service of democracy. We believe that the freedom to vote is everyone's business. And so we do have a landing page where we're actively collecting voting rights resources. So if you go to Corps forward slash voting rights, uh, you'll see that landing page. And, you know, there's an incredible amount of 
power and insight and uh, wisdom and advocacy that already exists within our B Corp community. And we're just trying to bring all of that knowledge together in one place. We know that business has a unique ability to use their practices and platforms and status to affect change in our political system. And so right now in this moment, Ben, I would say, you know, advancing this work means supporting our democratic values. And so there's four things that any business can do, whether you're a B Corp or a non-B Corp. So we can, one, encourage employees to participate civically, get, get them time off to vote, uh, allow for them to be poll workers, take the day off and become. I was a poll worker in 2020. I can say it was a transformative experience for me. And it's a really important uh, way to understand how voting actually works and also how difficult it can be for some Two. Amplify voter education and voting rights messages. So we've got resources from the ACLU and Civic Alliance, and there are many other organizations uh, at the state level that uh, we ask you to, to search for in your community. And then also advocate at the federal and state levels to increase access to the ballot. Voting rights in particular, advocating for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is a key part of this effort. And last but not least, building private sector commitments to voting rights. So we've got Be Locals, 25 and growing in, in the U.S. in particular. We have industry associations, chambers of commerce, all working together. Another certified B Corp that is using their power as a business to impact our democracy is Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter has been one of the leaders at the forefront of the clean beauty movement. And in October of 2021, we had their then SVP of mission on the show, Lindsay Dahl. At that time, they passed nine bills in eight years to protect consumers from harmful ingredients in the beauty industry. Here's Lindsay sharing with us what that lobbying work looked like. Something we're really proud of, beauty counters a business and businesses lobby all the time, but it typically happens behind the scenes. And Businesses are traditionally asking Congress to not regulate their industries. And one of the things I really admire about our CEO is that she had a vision early on to say, you know what, it's not just an, it's not enough just to make clean beauty products. We also have to fix the system. And the way we fix the system is by passing laws that will remove these toxic chemicals from all beauty products. And so that's part of the fun work that I've been able to do along with my team at Beauty Counter. And as you mentioned, we've passed nine laws in the last eight years. And a few examples include in, Cal in the state of California, we've had a very active few years. We helped pass a law that banned 24 of the most toxic chemicals from beauty products. And so we've already banned those from our formulations. But the cool thing about that is it's not just going to impact products that are sold in the state of California. Since California is such a large economy, if you pass a piece of legislation in California, it becomes a de facto national ban. And so the result is that now manufacturers are going to have to start to formulate away from these 24 top toxic offenders. And I think it's, it's exciting to show the power of when nonprofits and businesses can come together. We can actually make meaningful progress and thereby making clean beauty more accessible to more people. Another law that we helped work on was the first step in closing what we call the fragrance loophole. So if you flip over your shave cream or your moisturizer, or your toothpaste, 
you'll see a list of ingredients, but oftentimes you'll see the word fragrance or parfum. And the reason for that is that the chemicals used to make up that fragrance are hidden from the consumer. And currently they're protected by international IP laws. And so what we helped do is pass a law that would require companies to disclose any harmful fragrance ingredients to the state of California, and they're going to make that public. So it's the first step to really give consumers visibility to understand if there are any harmful fragrance ingredients used in the products that they know and love. So those are a couple examples, um, but we've also done things to help create more transparency for salon workers who haven't had access to ingredients in the products that they use in salons every single day. We also helped pass the Hawaii bill that banned oxybenzone and oxynoxate from certain sunscreens. So we've been pretty active both at the state and the federal level. Naturally, our next question for Lindsay was, where can a business get started if they want to get into taking more active stands? I think it's something that is becoming much more comfortable for companies to do. Corporate activism, like I said, was really behind the scenes. It wasn't a thing until about five years ago, and now it's very in vogue. I I would say to other companies wanting to get involved, number one, it has to be authentic. It can't be a marketing campaign. Oftentimes I see companies try to like use it as a marketing tactic. I think you need to do it with the right intention behind it. Otherwise, customers are going to quickly sniff that out. Number two, it's really good to engage in advocacy in a way that is germane to the products that you make. Uh, it doesn't mean that companies can't weigh in on other issues, but we've found the most power when we can show up and say, hey, guess what? We're actually manufacturing products. And here's what we can say about how it's possible to make a safer or a more sustainable version of the same product. I think there's a lot of credibility and power in that. And I think also the third thing I would piece of advice I would give to businesses is to find other companies. So we started at Beauty Counter what's called the Counteract Coalition, where we invited a bunch of other clean beauty brands to join us in our advocacy work, knowing that not everyone has the bandwidth or capacity or internal expertise to do this type of lobbying work. And we've we've kind of helped bring other, what people would consider competitors, but we consider allies in the clean beauty industry to help make our voices even louder in Washington, D.C. There are many ways for you and your business to get involved with democracy and the public policies that impact thousands of people every day. The key is you have to start somewhere. Check out the resources that Jorge referenced and explore the links in the show notes to learn more about how you can get involved. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode all about United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number 16, Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions. We focused this episode on highlighting B Corps that we have already had on the show. We know that they are doing great work. If you want to hear any of the full interviews with these B Corp leaders, please look for their full business interviews from past year's shows. You can find those linked as well in the show notes. And if you think you know of a company doing groundbreaking work, tell us about them. We would love to incorporate brands you love into future episodes. Visit our website at responsiblydifferent.com forward slash contact to send us any ideas or comments. Thanks for being a part of this community with us. Until next time, be responsibly different. Slow it down, it's okay. It's on my own bright future and lights today. I can 
show you too like it's 1962 got a bright future in the nick of time bright future in the nick of time got a bright future This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly, Ben Marine, and Brittany Angelo. We purchased this music from the amazing B Corp Marmoset Music. You can check them out at marmosetmusic.com. To learn more about us, visit responsiblydifferent.com. And to learn more about our parent company, visit dirigocollective.com.